0: You know, I think to start episode 377 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, a podcast in which I'm coming clean. I'm telling you guys 100% the truth. I should start out by coming clean. I do have a little clip of an unreleased Guns N' Roses song you've never heard. So let's start the show with that awesome song that just rocks. I wish Axl would have released this. This comes from the Chinese democracy era and it's a song that he never put out there. Enjoy this. (laughs) Isn't that an awesome song? Don't you wish Axel would have just had confidence in himself and released hard-rocking songs like that? I mean, Guns N' Roses was always about high-energy stuff. Anyway, on this episode 377 of Canadas Pinball Podcast, Canadas coming clean. I'm going to tell you everything that's been going on in the pinball world, in my world within the pinball world, And I want you to just make up your mind on whether or not a few things you want to keep listening to the show. If you think I'm a dirtbag for some of the things that are happening in my pinball world, I leave it up to you, the listener of this show, to judge me however you see fit. And I get judged a lot. I put myself out there a lot. I'm a very public person. I don't hide anything from you. And I think it's time to come clean on a few pinball related items. Are you ready? Number one, I do have a big Lebowski on order. I grabbed one of the ARA spots. Um, We're gonna talk about that. I also am not currently planning to get a Willy Wonka. And when I decided not to go in on Wonka after seeing the way the code was developing, I decided to go grab a game that I had been very critical of because I wanted to see if it was as good as everyone says it is. And the other thing everyone was saying is you have to play this game in a home environment. And so the only way for me to do that is to actually put it in a home environment. Aren't I really smart? And so the game that I put a deposit down on is a beautiful collector's edition of Pirates of the Caribbean and I gave a non-refundable deposit on it. Now this happened before I knew the ARA Big Lebowski's who were gonna be available. Now if you know me, you know my dilemma of space in this apartment, okay? We're gonna get to that. The third thing that I wanna come clean on is yes, PinQuest is a sponsor of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Neil is a great guy working on a great product that is going to make playing pinball on location more fun for people. Uh, I've talked to him a few times, but in no way should people boycott anything he's doing to make pinball playing more fun for people. And I also have 42 people who donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast on a monthly basis. Now let me break down the numbers for you. I'm going to be fully transparent. You know, I've always been one of the only fully transparent pinball personalities out there. Uh, for better or for worse, you can either like me or hate me. But there's a reason why my podcast has always, always shown you how many people listen to every show. I've never hit it. And you could go over the years and watch this show go from 100 listeners to 1,500 to 2,000 to 2,500. I've always let you see how popular we are. I don't hide it like other you know, pinball podcasters that are, that are out there. And everyone has their own reason for for where they are, okay? I also don't hide the fact that I have 42 Patreon subscribers, but here's what they net me out on a monthly basis. This is how much money I make for all the hours and years uh, I give you guys in terms of free pinball entertainment, right? I don't charge you for this show. Uh, I have 42 people who support the show and that nets me 268 dollars per month before taxes because you pay taxes on these patreon subscriber donations all right so look i'm not doing this to make a lot of money i'm not doing this to be famous i'm not doing this to become wealthy i am simply doing this because i love pinball and i love the conversation and the point of view about pinball Uh, that I get to think about and deliver to you on a weekly basis. I love the personalities that I get to interview, and I love the topics we get to discuss. I'm super excited for what's to come in pinball this fall. Uh, But I've always been very transparent, okay? And so I want to be transparent on a few things on this show, and I want to be very honest with you about where I'm at, okay? So first of all, uh, I want to thank all the people who donate to this show, they don't own me. I don't hold back. You know, I don't change my tune uh, because someone donates and sponsors the site. I, I I think I still call it like it is. Uh, some of you still can't get over some of the bad things I've said or done in the past. I've apologized for every single thing that needed to be apologized for, and then some. And I think most of us have moved on, which is good. Life is about moving on and learning from our mistakes, and and I think we we have done that. Okay. So, is buying the Big Lebowski a mistake? Is it something I never should have done? Now, you know me, I've always been very transparent about the fact that I am a pinball speculator, that there are times when I will buy a game for the sole purpose Of Maybe flipping it for a little bit of a profit because I know there's a higher demand for the game than there is supply. Now, some people just hate that. I get it. It's annoying. People do it in the car industry. They do it in the watch industry. They do it in the wine industry. I mean, it happens anywhere where demand outweighs supply, okay? Now, on my pinball speculation moments, I've lost money, mainly because Magic Girl was a huge financial loss for me on on different levels, uh, and I speculated there, if Magic Girl was working, I would've hit the jackpot. If a working, John Papaduke Magic Girl came out and there were only 20 in the world, my my $23,000 purchase, I know, I, I cringe when I think how much I paid for that, would've been worth double that. And we know it would've, it would've, especially if Deep Root didn't have plans to remake. And you remember, back then, I was just simply operating under the notion that John would make a working game and American Pinball wouldn't be a bunch of fools for letting him tinker in their back room for a year and deliver that turd, okay? I knew what you knew. And, and and I just I had expectations, okay? I made a few bucks on selling a Batman LE and a Ghostbusters LE. Now the big Lebowski, I've been speculating for months that the game is gonna be coming back out. And I knew, and you all knew this too. You had to be foolish. The ARA games were going to go back out for sale. They they were going to do it. We all knew that Dutch Pinball was out of money, that the ARA ARA deal fell through because Dutch Pinball did not have money to pay the vendor. And so what did you think was going to happen to those games? Did you think they were just going to go to early achievers when there was no money to pay the bill to release the games? I mean, ARA won the lawsuit, and the opportunity came to get a game. Now, there are some people who are like, you're scumbag. I mean, I have people that I'm friends with that are like, if you buy one of these, I may never talk to you again, and you're, you're, you're a POS, and you're a scumbag, and you're, how could you buy a game that belongs to somebody else? I get that people feel that way, all right? And I'm sorry people lost money on The Big Lebowski, but today, th- those games were gonna go up for sale, okay? so you might think I'm a scumbag for buying one. Okay, I can't change your mind on that. I've always wanted a big Lebowski and this is the only chance I have to buy one. I, I There's no other chance. There are no games for sale. If one did go up for sale, it would be $20,000. So now I have a chance to buy one for $12,500. Okay? Now, putting that money out there for a Lebowski has made getting Pirates of the Caribbean not really feasible for me right now because I don't have room for it and I also don't want to spend $25,000 on two pinball machines. I, I, I don't really have the the financial ability this year to put so much into pin. I'm, I'm, I'm still well financially. Don't worry. It's just like I'm doing a honeymoon and Brendan and I are trying to have a family. We're, we're doing stuff on that front that's expensive. There's a lot of expenses. Uh, you know. And so I, I just don't have that kind of pin money or, or play money. I don't want to spend $50,000 this year on just unnecessaries, right? When, when things like my honeymoon mean more to me and, you know, and having a family means more to me, all Right? So I gave a non-refundable deposit on the Pirates of the Caribbean Collectors Edition, and I will, I will stay to my word on that deposit I gave that gentleman. Very nice man. Beautiful machine. Beautiful machine. Mint has every mod in it that you're going to want. He's waited to install the cliffies and all the protectors on the playfield and all the stuff. That well, like you know, people have been like uh, frustrated by with the game. Now I, I'm that's where I'm at right now today. Chris talking to you. I won't even use Canada. Chris just talking to you. I have a big Lebowski and I have a Pirates CE deposit down. Now I'm here to tell you, as you know, for you listening to the show. Um, if anyone wants a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition or knows of someone who wants one, I, I will happily talk to you about getting that machine, and it's going for less than some of the ones I've seen on Pinside sell for, uh, but, but you know, it's a brand new machine with all the mods, it's, you know, don't think it's going to be low, lesser than 12500 it's not, right, I think I listed it for 14000 and, like, everything that you pay for, you're getting in the game. Now, if, you, if you're interested, let me know, hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com, I'm not trying to flip this thing for a profit, I'm just trying to maybe move my deal to someone else. Now, the Big Lebowski is different. We all know. We all know this game is worth more than $12,500 because the chance of Barry figuring this stuff out and Dutch Pinball becoming a real viable pinball company, again, is still a long shot. It's a moonshot. So then the question becomes is this. And I want to talk to you candidly and I want to talk to you honestly. Is like, what, what am I allowed to do with this game if I bought it? There's a huge camp of people that thinks you're just a scumbag for buying it. Okay, I get it. I've lived my whole life with people being pissed at me for for certain decisions I make. It's a pinball decision. I'm sorry that guys lost eight thousand five hundred dollars. I did not rob those gentlemen. Barry did, and Yap did. I didn't. I didn't do that to them. These games are ARA's property right now. I think that's a point people just don't. They, it's this isn't like Barry's gonna sail off into the sunset with hundreds of thousands of dollars because of this money that's being generated. All right, so I didn't I didn't create that situation. All I know is these games were available and I want one. Okay? And people are going to buy them. Without a doubt, these games sold out before the next morning even happened once once you know people caught wind of the fact that CoinTaker was going to distribute these games. And remember, Way back when I said Alien and and Lebowski would be available again to purchase, you know, people called me crazy. I even doubted it. You know, look, the game's not back into production the way I I thought it would be. That's what people told me, rumor-wise. But you know, the games are now. You know, 40 people are going to get Lebowski's and unbox them in in the near future in August. uh, You know, this year, which I didn't think was going to happen. Now, as as a grown adult who made the decision to get this game. I think then the question becomes, is it morally reprehensible for me to flip this game if I can't put it in my house? Let's just say I, I decide to go with Pirates of the Caribbean next to Batman 66, then I have a Lebowski inbox that I, that I just don't even have any room for. What do I do with it? What, what would you do with it? I mean, email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. Is, is it, should I sell it? for 12,500 to someone else who wants it and not make a easy profit on it? Should I flip it and make a profit and you know be damn the people that are always crying about, you know, flipping uh you know machines for money. That's not right. Like it's not fair. Like I get it. I get it. Like there's a lot in life my friends that's not fair and and flipping non-essential toys and limited edition things happens in every single hobby. It happens in the car hobby, the watch hobby. And, you know, should you be rewarded for getting in early for building those relationships with the people that can give you access to these things or it doesn't matter? You know, it's look, everyone's going to have a different opinion about this. I don't feel great about it. I, I have to be honest. I also don't think this deal is going to go as smoothly as everyone thinks. I, I am, but again, I'm always going to be somewhat of a pinball speculator, and an opportunity to get a Lebowski at twelve thousand five hundred to me was like a no-brainer. And and some of the people that listened to my show way back when I said it was gonna, they, those games were going to be available for sale. A lot of those people, a lot of those games are going to people who contacted Coin Taker and got on the list. Okay. So, you know, that's where I'm at today. And, and it's been weighing on my mind a lot recently because th- this stuff is happening quickly with ARA and, and Barry, right? We saw the news today. If you, if you didn't see this, I think he has to pick up the games from ARA by tomorrow. And he's inspecting them and apparently putting new code in. And he also has parts supposedly to build 100 more games. Do I think he's going to be successful in assembling 100 more the Big Lebowski's, no, I don't. I think this whole thing has been a cluster f, and it's been a cluster for years, and it's been nothing but, you know, wishful thinking and what ifs, and and months and months of silence and months and months of spin, and and none nothing has ever pointed like things are going in the right direction, and so why would I believe that now? It's going to work out. You know, I was listening to Jonathan Justin's podcast talking about it, and it's amazing. Even after all this crap, after all the missed chances and opportunities, he's, like, still confident it's all going to work out. And I I don't have that level of optimism. You know, and then what are the value of these machines? If more are made, I I still think these games, I've always said this. I've always said this. A big Lebowski. If there's only like three to five hundred ever made in the world, they are they are twelve thousand five hundred dollar games all day long. If they make a thousand or two thousand, they're not. And it all comes down to that: the less they make, the more they're worth. And people were selling new in box. I think the I think a, a new in box one sold for twenty five thousand dollars when there were only like you know like thirty eight out in the world or forty. It's just the nature of this hobby. You have thousands of people with collections and only 80 games to go around. And remember, this isn't like 80 Super LE Batmans where you can still get a Catwoman edition or a premium Batman and have the same exact great game. No, this is only 80. There's only 80 physical places on planet Earth that you can stand and play a big Lebowski. That is why the value is there. And you all know this. This is nothing new. This is nothing revolutionary in the world of collectibles. You know, for a lot of you out there, I, I think a pinball machine being a collectible, you're disgusted by it. You want as many people as possibly there can be to jump on and enjoy every single pin. And that's cool. That is fine. It's okay that you want it to be that. But in the world of the collectible, the guy that wants the high-end rare collection, that doesn't appeal to him. He doesn't wanna own the thing that everybody has. He doesn't wanna have the watch that everybody has. He doesn't wanna drive the car that everybody has. And you can hate those people, but there, there's a market for people like that. And that that's, that's, that's all I'll say on that matter, okay? So, I don't know, I haven't done anything. I've listed Lebowski for sale on Facebook. Part of why, and I'm gonna be honest, I do this stuff because I love to see the way people react. It's so funny to me how bent out of shape people get. And here's how I listed the big Lebowski. I said, I might have a big Lebowski for sale. I listed it for a dollar. I said, PM me with an offer and we'll go from there. I'm not setting a price. Now, whenever you do that, when you don't set a price and you just say, make me an offer, people go nuts. They, they PM you. They insult you. How dare you? How could you do this? You're not allowed to do it. And let me just say this. I'm allowed to do whatever I want with what I have. I can do whatever I want. I can list Batman SLE for $20,000. Guess what? I did. Guess what? I got offers that were near $20,000. Meanwhile, there's people crying that like I'm trying to rip off people that it's not worth anything. It's If it's not worth anything, it's just not worth anything to you and here's the thing it's okay that it's not worth anything to you but all I need is it to be worth that to one person and that's the nature of collectibles and trading and putting value on items that are meaningless if you don't think that a pinball is a meaningless thing in life it is it's meaningless we give it meaning you give it meaning, we give it value, you give it value. These things are not necessary on any level. All right, if pinball went away tomorrow, you still would be fine, okay? You might not think it, but you would. So I don't know, should I let you guys decide? If I've, so someone said this, they said this, if if you flip it for a profit, are you going to give your money to the people that got screwed over by the game? Now, how would you do that? Let's say, hypothetically, I sell this thing for $20,000, and I've got, what, like $7,500 profit, okay? What should I do with that money? How should I give that back to the EAs? Should I give each of them, divvy it up, and give them each a couple hundred bucks? Is everyone who buys a Lebowski obligated to somehow give restitution to those who got screwed? I mean, I I get it. It, 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 we're all anyone who buys a Lebowski is going to be dragged into this vortex of negativity, of anger, and I went through this with Magic Girl. It's the same thing. It was, you know, the Raza people were saying, "How dare you get a Magic Girl that was built using the money I gave to build Raza?" I, I, I've gone down this road. It's no fun. The only difference here is we at least know. That Lebowski works. Unlike Magic Girl. That was just a joke when you plunge that game. So I don't email me at Canadapinball at gmail.com. Tell me you're gonna stop listening to the show because I've told you what honestly is happening in the pinball world. You know, I hope none of you stop listening. I hope you're entertained by this show. Uh, and if if it's all too much for you to handle, the good news is there's like thirty something other pinball podcasts that are out there. I even think Nate Shivers is coming back to do Stern's Insider Pinball Podcast that you're gonna have to pay money for to listen to it. Enjoy that, right? Come on, my God, right? So here's here's that's my take, you know, and and I'll say this, I'll say this, and I'm gonna be totally honest. i I'm, I'm just telling you guys how I feel. All this stuff. All this stuff has not been enjoyable. It, it it hasn't. It hasn't. When you're you know, this money's not gonna change my life. If I flip one of these machines, it's not gonna change anything about, you know, my enjoyment of the hobby. In fact, when you when you jump into these elements of the hobby where there is drama and there's people who got burned, you know, it's it's the reason why I love just everything Stern does and Jersey Jack does and uh, you know, American Pinball does and Chicago Gaming. The reason why I talk about those companies all the time is Spooky Pinball, you know, they don't rip people off. You know, there, no one's, no one's on a witch hunt. No one got burned. Everyone who's ever bought a game from Jersey Jack Pinball has received their game. Same with Stern. Same with Spooky. Same with Chicago Gaming. Well, except for all the people waiting for Monster Bash. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like you should feel good about going in on these games. I mean, I have people saying... That I hope like the ship crashes or the plane crashes that's carrying these Lebowskis to their final destinations. And I, there's a lot of like really anger and vitriol and ill will being wished upon the people that bought those ARA games. And I knew that would happen. And I, you know, honestly, like I really don't care. Had a chance to buy a game, I bought a game. Had a chance to buy a game, I always wanted, I bought a game. Am I... Am I Am I upset that people got burned? Do I feel bad for those people? Absolutely, but there's nothing I could do to change that. There's nothing I could do. You could say, well, you don't buy the game then and take a moral stance. And I'm sorry, but like, it's still just a toy. And it's, I, I get it, but we're all a little bit selfish in the pinball collecting community. And, and people who, see people who say they're not, it's such hypocritical, people would fight hand over fist. To get these Lebowski's if they could. If you put them on eBay, would that have solved it? So they're all going for twenty thousand dollars plus. Then every rich guy just get one. Gets one. I don't know. I don't. It was never going to work out in a way that would make people happy. All right. So now you know. Now you know where I'm at. I've also really struggled over two things. I've really struggled with Willy Wonka. I still like really want Willy Wonka to be the game I thought it would be. I still love the way the game looks. I love the theme. I love the way the game shoots. It really it really makes me feel bad that I went over there and I hyped this game to you guys and I got really excited and I was like blown away by it on my initial impressions of the game. And it sucks. It sucks that like I, I just emotionally can't get back on the Wonka wagon. And you know, it sucks when I hear like the call outs and I'm like, why? Why are we... Why are we why are we struggling to put good callouts into a game in 2019? Like why do Pat Lawler's two games have the shittiest callouts, sorry to curse? Why do they have the worst callouts in these games and like nobody's nobody's like changing it. Nobody's screaming about it. Nobody's demanding it's better. And it's just it's just, you know, something about Joe Katz saying it is what it is. What you see is what you get. It's just sort of like, I don't know. I just had the biggest turnoff moment with the game when he said that, and I think they should be working hard to make the game better. Hold on. Bubba's barking. I'm going to walk over. I'm not even going to stop this podcast because is it's his dinner time. Let me pause it right now, and I'm going to come back after I feed Bubba. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. All right. The big boy is eating right now. He thanks all of you for letting his daddy pause the show. Now, where was I? I don't even really remember. I mean, you know, look, you know, I, I think that Willy Wonka was hard one for me. I, I still wanted to have the machine. I, I said to you, my listeners, that you're gonna you're gonna see a Willy Wonka in this apartment. And the call outs, the lack of mode progression in the game, it just all started to fall apart for me. And then we get Jurassic Park from Stern Pinball. A game with no drama, a game with a designer that I, I think is the best designer in pinball right now. A game that, yeah, while it's not based on the movie we all love, went in, in a direction that looks freaking awesome. I'm hearing from Pinburg, people love the game. It shoots like a dream. It's a dream theme for a lot of people. And it's a mode-based game going through Jurassic Park. I, I can tell you right now, the game that I'd rather own right now would be Jurassic Park. Just because of the way they brought the game to life and I, I don't understand, when you, when you don't make a game mode-based and you don't make it feel like a journey, people feel lost. They just feel like they're randomly doing stuff to get to higher scores in the game. I, I just think it's the dumbest thing to do with a property that people love, and, and again, you know my thoughts on all of this, but here's the good news. Both of these games are, are – are, one's out right now. One's about to come out right now. But all these people who love pinball are down in Pemberg enjoying both of these games. I mean, I love that. That is what this hobby should be about. And I've always said it. I've always said it. you know, And, and when I listen to like Jonathan Juicin talk about Barry and Dutch pinball, I want Dutch pinball to go away. I want Highway Pinball to go away because I want the companies. That have done nothing but create pain and agony to leave this industry. They they've done nothing, nothing but cause anguish more than you know ecstasy. Their games were great. People love Alien and they love Lebowski. It's nothing about the product. It's just the companies themselves did nothing but sink a lot of people's enjoyment in the hobby. I mean, there are people that leave this hobby because they lost money on those games they never want to see another pinball machine again and you know I, I think pinball will be much better off when the only people in the game are actually in the game and they actually know how to run a business and they actually know how to deliver products to people sell you a product that is in a box you're not investing in these companies you're buying a product okay you know and, and, and it's like Dutch pinball, like restarting again, I don't think it's ever going to happen, okay? Now, that's just where I'm at with it all, and this has been episode 277 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I just wanted to put everything on the table for you of where I'm at and let you make up your mind about me, about who I am, about the kind of person I am, and I'm very transparent. I will happily have a conversation with any of you, all right? any of you. If you're disgusted by this revelation, email me at canadapinball@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Come on the show. Come on the show. I, I'm not hiding, but I'm also not going to do this. There's there's a lot of new pinball personalities out there that, that want to just jump on the show and use this platform to become pinball famous, which absolutely means nothing, and I'm not here to do that either. But if you're just a fan and you just want to vocalize, I'd happily have you on the show, all right? everybody. I love doing this show. I love the things we talk about on this podcast. I am always a work in progress, and sometimes I do things that are smart. Sometimes I do things that are stupid. Sometimes I do things that I don't even need to do, um, but I still just want to see the best pinball come out into the world, and I love talking about it and giving you my opinion about all the different things that are occurring in the pinball hobby. All right, so I thank you for listening. I I, 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 I wouldn't do this if I didn't see uh, all of you tune in to every episode every week. It's awesome. It really is awesome. So that's the latest. Hey, and if you want a Big Lebowski or a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition, hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Um, I'm trying to think of what the next news will be. I'm not sure, right? I think a lot of it's going to be reactions to Jurassic Park. So I look forward to seeing what people think about that game uh, coming out of Pemberg. Have a great day, everybody.